Okay, it's it's impossible to have just one favorite Charlie Wilson song. But if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, this is it for me. I mean, it's you know, the Gap Band killed this thing. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Anyway, we've been playing Charlie Wilson all day today because June is Black Music Month, and every day we pick a featured artist uh, whose music we play all three hours of our program. And you ain't, we didn't even scratch the surface today of Charlie's hits, but. Hopefully you've enjoyed hearing some some Charlie Wilson for the three hours of this program. We close today, as promised, with another one of our new hosts at KBLA Talk for Today that we want to bring to your attention. And in this instance, it's host, with an S at the end, plural, right? It's hard for me to say that. Hosts. Uh, <laughs> their names silly. Their names are Karen and Ernest. Or her, her full name is Karen Lewis. His full name is Ernest Skinner. Uh, Karen is in studio. Hello, Karen Lewis. How are you today? Hi. It's How nice are to, you? Uh, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. It's nice to see you. Ernest Skinner's on the phone today. Ernest, how are you, sir? I am doing amazing. How are you? I'm, I'm great, man. Glad to have you both here to talk about Food for Thought. Um, I've been, I, I was saying earlier, Karen, that I've had so many people over the last two years, and you and Ernest were at our, our anniversary uh, party this week. So thank you for coming to that. But um, over the two years, people stop me everywhere I go or call me or email me with all kinds of ideas about shows. And I've been looking for literally two years now trying to find the right food show. Here come Karen and Ernest, and I think I got the right one. Uh, remember that Ray, remember that Ray Charles commercial? You got the right one, baby. Uh, <laughs> she said, "Thank no, okay, I know I got the right one." The program is called the program is called Food for Thought, and I will let you, Karen, uh, share with the audience what they're going to hear when they tune in this Saturday at eight p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sundays. Um, but um, Saturdays and Sunday evenings, you can hear this program, Food for Thought, exclusively on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. So, tell me about Food for Thought, Ms. Lewis. So, Food for Thought was born out of. Um both Ernest and I being foodies and um, I'll speak for myself. I also can be a little greedy, love food. (laughs) And so um, we were dining out one day and Ernest was using like all these adjectives about the food, like sounding like a food critic. And I was like, man, we should do a food show. And he was like, I'm with it. And then um, procrastination kicked in and then I put it together on a piece of paper and you went for it and it's all good. (laughs) So timing is everything. That sounds. That does not sound very creative. Doesn't sound like much thought or went into this. Uh, Ernest, what would you like to add to to that, sir? Well, I mean, that's definitely how the conversation started. And but what we're looking to do is we're looking to elevate the conversations around food. We're looking to talk about dining while black and this and and how we are treated at restaurants but also with the things that we should be looking for and doing when we go out to restaurants so we're we're, like karen said we both love to go out and eat um and we really want to just elevate the conversation around food um to your point about black folk and the dining experience um unpack that for me i'll let karen go second but ernest unpack for me first what you what runs through your mind when you think about black folk and our dining out experiences? Yeah, well, you know, so food is here in the States is very um, transactional. When you travel and you go around the country and around the world, you know, food is a more time for people to commune. It's more time for people to come together. It's more time for them to share and, and, and really enjoy that process. Now, on the dining hall, black part of this, 
it is one of the things that, you know, I mean, they say that we as black folks don't tip. Um, you know, they say that they, we, they, 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 they say, <laughs> they, they say, they anticipate. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you know, just so you know, Karen and I over tip because, you know, in the event some people don't tip, we want to make sure we cover it and we don't want them talking about us and having us look crazy in these streets. But, you know, it's, it's also about, you know, like, you know, look, they, we on, on our show, we're going to be talking about dining and dating and, you know, like, you know, um, and guys, if you're going to step up, step up because, you know, what we're, go- what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to be able to have um, a good time and, and how to order on the menu, how to make sure that you're not looking crazy when you're out eating because we want you to look like a rock star when you're um, taking someone of Karen's caliber to a fancy <laughs> restaurant. We want to make sure that you know <laughs> that you know how to do it properly. And what, and what about what about what about how to pronounce the word salmon correctly? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Karen, oh Lord, please don't. Do- no, like I have a cousin. She does it on purpose, I think, now because she'll say, are we going to have some salmon? And I'll be like, you mean salmon? And she'll be like, yeah, salmon. And I so now I think she's just doing it on purpose. Like, I cringe when that happens. Yeah. But um, to Ernest's point, like, literally, I think I shared this on in front of you, Tavis, one day. Um, in terms of tipping and mm-hmm. dating, like, I literally recently went back to the table to see if the gentleman I was on a date with took care of the people who were serving us. And... He hadn't, but they wouldn't take my money. So um, it, it's just like a pet peeve of mine. I feel like if people are serving us, like it's also a spiritual thing. If people are mm-hmm. serving us, they should, you know, it warrants a good tip. And so I think it's more like Ernest said, it's the food is, I mean, I'm sorry, the show is more about food mm-hmm. or less about food and more about the art of dining and like being communal mm-hmm. and loving on people while you're doing it and having like stellar conversations and being able to taste some wine or a mocktail if mm-hmm. you don't drink. Like just like Ernest said, taking your time to enjoy yourself and have an experience with people around you. A couple of things right quick. Number one, uh, I'm curious, did that brother get a second date? She's quiet. Okay. <laughs> that was a very, very pregnant pause. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll leave that alone. Mm-hmm. My, my, <laughs> my, my, second, my second thing is, I think I told you this. The best advice I'd ever heard on tipping, I literally just heard in the last six months of my life. Um, Les mm-hmm. Brown, the great motivator, mm-hmm. uh, gave a master, taught a master class here in February. He was our first artist in residence, if you will, uh, for the entire month of February. He had a program here every day. People loved it. And one of the things he talked about one day, it sort of came out of the blue. It wasn't really what he was talking about. But he made the point that he learned many, many years ago to tip the minute he sits down. Mm -hmm. He doesn't wait until the end to offer his tip. He said, I give him a tip up front. And you'd be amazed at the quality of your service by tipping when you sit down. Now, depending on what you eat, if that requires, if the bill requires an additional tip at the end, you do that. Mm-hmm. But he said, you'd be amazed how well you'll be treated when you put some Smart. money in their hand the minute you sit down. Makes sense Smart. to you? I do that with bartenders. Yeah, yeah. I tip them on the first drink, and then I find myself either getting free drinks or more drinks or stronger drinks or drinks for friends. There you go. <laughs> so, 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 Ernest, what, what about uh, – I'm getting a better sense, and the audience is getting a better sense of what this show, Food for Thought, will be about – premiering this Saturday, June 24th at 8 p.m. I assume, though, given that you and Karen go everywhere and know everybody and taste all kinds of different foods, there'll be recommendations, there'll be conversations about restaurants, etc., restaurants and, and chefs and the like? 
Yeah, you know, that's absolutely, it, the whole dining experience will be covered here, and you're entirely right. You know, we're going to be having conversations with chefs to kind of um, get their insight in terms of what we, what we as consumers don't know about the dining experience. We're going to be talking with people, you know, we will be doing reviews of restaurants, um, and we will be able to kind of talk through giving tips and dining etiquette that, well, that some people may not know about. Like, you know, one of the key things that Karen and, and Karen and I, Karen and I eat a lot. And one of the things that we go to some fancy restaurants and it's, sometimes it's hard to be able to get reservations, but she and I are masters of just sitting at the bar, you know, and by doing that, you're able to one, have a one, one-on-one conversation with the bartender. You're able to kind of be able to commune with the people who are sitting next to you. And it's the same experience without the, without the mm-hmm. shishi fufu of it. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be doing all of that. Okay. When we come forward, uh, I want to, uh, to give uh, both Karen and Ernest an opportunity to share with us more about their relationship relationship to food over the years um they obviously foodies but i'm curious as to how they fell in love with food we'll get karen's take on that ernest's take on that uh, you're listening to karen and ernest who are the co-hosts of a brand new program called food for thought premiering this saturday june 24th at 8 p.m exclusively on kbla talk 15 all right karen you first what is karen lewis's relationship to food how did you become a foodie um only child, latchkey child. Um, my parents took me around when I was young and took me to, you know, local restaurants. And we would go to Santa Barbara and San Diego. And, you know, eating was always a part of um, our little threesome. My mother was very much the person that said, you know, you got to eat everything on your plate. And I was just like, that probably wasn't the best thing to tell me. <laughs> but OK, ma'am. Um, and then I started spending summers with my paternal grandmother who cooked very fresh and cooked like two to three times a day mm-hmm. rabbit the best pork roast i've ever had in my life fresh fresh vegetables all of that and so i just i don't know i just like almost subconsciously just fell into it and literally would go to like a to like a brunch um you know one of those brunches that's kind of like a buffet mm-hmm. and would watch the chefs make certain things and like at eight, nine, ten, would go home and try to cook it myself. Mm. So I was really good at making French fries, and then I got really good at making omelets because I would watch the omelet bar. Um, And then, you know, go off to college, whatever, whatever. My first real dining experience was in the Bay because I went to Berkeley, and Mm. one of my friends was a little more advanced than me in terms of her palate, and also she was a good cook. And so um, we had this whole dinner um, at this restaurant in, like, North Italy or Little Italy in San Francisco. And she was just like, okay, we have the drink and then we have the appetizer and then we have the course and then we have coffee and dessert. And I was just like, oh, like this is a thing. Like (laughs) this is fun. And I like you and we're talking and we're catching up and I don't even drink coffee, but I'm going to have it just because it seems to make sense. And I think that experience stuck with me and just made me think like oh okay this restaurant is great what else what else is near here what's Mm -hmm. across the bay okay let me start looking into that and so that's kind of really where my relationship with dining was Mm -hmm. born um shout out to danielle smith music journalist uh best-selling author Mm -hmm. that was my comrade at the time so wow yeah that's who you were talking about yeah danielle smith Mm -hmm. you got you had some highfalutin friends back then 
Um, go Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Cow Bears. When we come forward, our remaining moments with uh, Karen and Ernest, we'll hear Ernest's relationship and how he developed that with food, how he became a foodie. They are, once again, the host of a brand new program premiering this Saturday, uh, June 24th at 8 p.m. And thereafter, every Saturday at 8 p.m. It's called Food for Thought, only on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, Ernest, your chance. Tell me about uh, your relationship with food over the years. You know, it started with uh, my parents. My mom is from Jamaica. My dad is from Trinidad. So um, even at a young age, our dining experience was a little bit different than my friends, um, you know, because we would have roti and we would have ackee and saltfish and we would have all of these things that most of my friends weren't exposed to. Um, so our, our Thanksgiving and our New Year celebrations were always different. And we lived overseas when I was younger. We lived in Greece. We lived in England. We lived a lot of other places. And then when we came back to the States, we were staying at a hotel in Manhattan. And um, every morning, my dad would send my sister and I down to the, um, to the restaurant at the hotel. And um, we would order. We would navigate the menu. And we would kind of do that. And so by the time my parents came downstairs... Everybody was like, oh, my God, your kids are so well-behaved, and they know how to read a menu. And, and, uh, and, and we're looking at them like, of course, like, I'm, I'm Ernest Skinner, and I'm my father's son. So, like, but, but that's how it all started. You know, it started when we came back. So I had been exposed to different foods and different cuisines around the world. Um, my parents just kind of gave me a different kind of net, uh, path as it applies to food. And, you know, it's something that ended up just being part of my story. And, um, you know, and one thing like, you know, for me in being in the business, one thing that I found is that, you know, dining is um, I said earlier that it's transactional. I was just talking about the art, just scarfing food down. But a lot of as, as Karen was saying, a lot of kind of the development of it is really being able to, you know, talk and commune and be able to have, you know, talk business, but being able to do it in a in a, something that's not an office setting. So, yeah. but you know, that's how it started with me. It started being exposed to different cuisines at different points yeah. in, in a relatively early age. Let me ask you right quick. I'm watching my timer. You got about three minutes left. Um, yep. When how annoyed, given given your 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 palate, your your expansive palate, and your worldview, and having lived and traveled around the world, even as a young person, um, a young black person, no less. Um, how annoyed do you get when you hear black people who don't want to try? certain things like i don't eat that i don't eat that i don't want that what is that how, how annoying is that yeah. for you well look it, it, it's very annoying but that's really what this show is about the show is about helping people level up having people take a different look as at food um you know we're going to approach it from an international standpoint we're going to approach it from um a michelin star rated res restaurant point of view but it is very annoying but what we what we karen and i want to do is be able to elevate that conversation and help like help people level up as it comes to food. Yeah. So, you know, so that they're not the person that is going into these restaurants and being looked at quote unquote less than. Mm -hmm. Um we want we want everybody to be able to be on the same playing field as it comes yeah. to food. Karen, I was saying two minutes ago, I was saying mm -hmm. to you uh, earlier uh, in the commercial break that uh, a restaurant that I love and you love mm -hmm. and for that matter Ernest loves just made the Michelin list here in LA, mm -hmm. and so now I know I can't get in again. Mm. I, I thought it was it was it was it was the best kept secret in LA, and now it's on the Michelin list, and everybody knows about it. So I, I don't know if I'll ever get in again. This is why I have red hair, so people could be like, "Oh, you mean the black girl with the red hair?" Yep, 
Yep, that's me. I've been coming since he was downtown L.A. with a couple of skillets and four pastas. Yeah, we should mention the restaurant now. So you Barcento. Yeah, yeah. Adams, yeah. go there. If, if you can Yum. get in, if you can get in, it's some of the best pasta I've ever O-M-G. had. OMG. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazeballs. Yeah. And he does meat really well, too. Yeah, when I saw that Michigan list, I said, oh, Lord, the, the secret's out and there you have it. Anyway, um, her name is Karen Lewis. His name is Ernest and Skinner. Uh, you will get to know them on this station as Karen and Ernest, uh, the co-host of Food for Thought. It premieres again this Saturday night, June 24th at 8 p.m. with a repeat on Sunday nights. As a matter of fact, on Saturday and Sundays, we have now uh, a four or five hour entertainment block. So you'll notice if you go to our app, go to our website, you'll see that we've uh, adjusted our lineup for Saturday and Sunday evenings uh, to give you just pure entertainment. So there's food, there's music, the Jazz Urbane show with Bill Banfield, uh, and some other great fare. Uh, but Saturday and Sunday evenings starting this weekend, we have a four or five-hour entertainment block every uh, Saturday and Sunday night. So I think you'll be pleased uh, with that. And again, uh, part of that block uh, will feature Food for Thought with uh, Karen and Ernest, who I've been delighted to have had on this program for the hour. Ernest, um, uh, well, I should say to the audience, the good news is that going forward, Ernest will actually be in studio, uh, <laughs> not on the cell phone. <laughs> so he, he will sound much clearer and much better, mm-hmm. although we heard him quite we heard him quite, quite clear today. Uh, but just wanted to mention uh, uh, thanks to, to Ernest for, for dialing in for more wherever he is. Uh, and Ernest, we will see you in studio this weekend. Have a great rest of the day, Ernest Skinner. I appreciate you, sir. It's so good to talk to you, Tavis. Thank you, my friend. And Karen Lewis, always great to see you and your flaming red hair. Bye, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of bye, yeah, bye's about right. That's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Time now for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson to be followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts. Old money, new money. Either way, we got you covered here.